You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, episode 84. The most important piece of all of this, though, Meg, is being present. You know, we have got to be present with each other in order for us to coach in any capacity with our clients, right? And that requires us to listen to them. And so when you're listening to them, listen to yourself as well. And that includes your thoughts, your gut instincts, your experiences, your awareness, the temperature in the room, everything is relevant. And we just kind of have to play off of that. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to the Star Coach Show, where we take a weekly journey into strategies and tools and resources that we can use as coaches. And this week, we're going to take a journey into how we tap into our intuition and use it as one of the tools we can apply when we're coaching. Now, before we get into this week's topic, I do want to let you know that this episode is being sponsored by my mentor coaching programs, which are starting this next month. The mentor coaching programs are designed to meet the criteria for ICF recredentialing at the ACC level. It's a requirement that you have 10 hours of mentor coaching which apply to your core competency continuing education credits. If you're not an ACC, you can still access the mentor coaching for 10 hours towards your core competency continuing education as well. Now, I have to say out of all the things that I do in my practice, the mentor coaching program is one of my favorites, getting together with a group of coaches to focus on successes and challenges and skill development and a deep dive into the competencies. It's a whole lot of great energy. It's a whole lot of fun. I am happy to say we get loads of positive feedback from the participants. And it's complemented by hours of individual mentor coaching for your needs as a coach directly with me. So it is one of those things that we're able to offer at a much better price than just individual mentor coaching because it is a combination of both. And if you'd like to check it out, be sure to click on the link in the show notes to explore more about the mentor coaching program. So let's get into our topic for today. Do you ever get a sense when you're with a client that just some inner wisdom or something that comes up for you and you're just not sure what to do with it? Or you are curious about something and, and you, you're just not even sure where that information came from? Perhaps that's your intuition tapping you on the shoulder. And that's what we're going to talk today with our guest, Jill Bartolome. Jill is a master certified coach. She's an author and a speaker, and her clients experience breakthroughs in living a life fully connected to their own wisdom. 
Jill is all about connecting to our inner wisdom, which makes sense as we talk about intuition today. She's been called the velvet hammer by her colleagues and her clients because she has the soft, unassuming presence, but also an ability to hit the nail on the head with her edgy, confident questions, and those propel her clients forward. Jill's strength as a coach and a speaker is trusting that inner wisdom, and then her ability to guide others to tap into their inner wisdom. She states that her mission is to guide others to listen to the wisdom that is within within them and then go boldly and confidently towards their dreams. Jill is going to help us explore doing this very thing today. Now, one of the other things that Jill is well known for is that she's the host of the popular event called Extraordinary Coaches Summit. This is an annual event that is coming up in June, and she this year is going to, with 12 coaches that she's invited to be with her, answer the question, what does it take to have a massive impact in the world as a coach? Now, as I mentioned, she's brought together 12 extraordinary professionals and coaches who are each having extraordinary impact in the world in their own way to help answer this question. I'm honored and excited to say the way that I met Jill was that she reached out to me to be one of the 12 on her Extraordinary Coaches Summit. So we worked together around that, and it just made a whole lot of sense to introduce her to all of you through the podcast as well, because Jill has such incredible information to share. Listen towards the end of the show so that you can get more information about the Extraordinary Coach Summit, and check the show notes for a link so that you can access the free summit June 5th through So let's go to our interview with Jill. Jill, I want to welcome you to the Star Coach Show. Thanks for spending time with us today. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you, Meg. You know, the world is a marvelous place. Mm -hmm. and, And there are so many different ways that I meet really really experienced, successful coaches who have so much to give. And and I actually got an email from you. You reached out to me and said, let's talk. And it has been a delight already. And I look forward to an, an ongoing relationship. Yes. When we were talking about the things that you bring to the world of coaching, which are lots and lots of different things. But one of the things we talked about was the importance of intuition in coaching mm-hmm. and trying to find that balance in, in sort of what we bring as a coach, mm-hmm. how we meet our clients. And I'm wondering if, if we were to focus today on that whole concept of intuition in coaching, how would you define intuition? So thank you. Thank you for that. It is an important topic. I think so many intuitives find their way to coaching, whether or not they know that they're intuitives is a whole nother question. And even if they are aware of it, it can be a difficult thing to have. It's a blessing and a curse, you know? And so the way I like to define it is that it's, we can look at what it is and what it isn't and what it is. Well, let's start with what it isn't. Okay. Okay. Not thoughts. It's kind of the ability to know something without any empirical evidence or 
experiential data. It's like there's no reason logically that you should know what you're thinking about. So it's definitely thinking, right. but it, it's like... Um, but no. it's not per se teaching or knowledge. It's, it's no. something coming from, coming from somewhere that, yes. that you just innately know. Exactly. It's, I love that. It's an innate knowing. It's an awareness that comes to you and it's a deep and powerful sense of knowing it. It's like you can't deny that you know this all of a sudden. And for a lot of people, it comes in as a lightning bolt. Some people experience it like a package of information. It's like I get this box of information. And I'm like, whoa, I know a lot all of a sudden. I don't know where it came from. I used to feel like I got, and still do, but this happened a lot when I was a therapist. I would almost get a download suddenly. Yes. Like, you know, incoming. And it's almost a little, it, it can feel a little scary. It can feel a little overwhelming, especially if we weren't expecting it or if we weren't, we don't know what it is. And in coaching, the, pro, the, the reason it's a problem, you know, let me back up a little bit. So intuition, when we talk about it, it's often been associated with the feminine. And, you know, a lot of guys in the world are very intuitive as well. It's not a sex thing. It's not a gender thing. And yet, you know, what we have to do is find words that work for us. So even putting the gender thing aside, Mm -hmm. we are talking about intuition, gut. We're talking about instincts. We're talking about awareness. And when you look at that, that's all the different learning styles kind of trying to make sense of this thing that isn't really logical or sensible. Right. So, you know, whatever you're calling it, we want to make sure that you walk away from our time together with a better sense of how to use it. So, and, yeah. yeah. So, so what might be some of the challenges in using it appropriately in coaching? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, a couple of, couple of things I want to make sure we look at is that we don't really know what intuition is. And anyone who says that they do is still in a theory of it. There's no real evidence or empirical evidence of what it is scientifically. Okay. There's a couple of theories. One theory is that it's your subconscious, like almost like a little bit of a Sherlock Holmes in in your subconscious, like picking up a lot of information that your conscious mind just isn't aware of. So that to me is the more theoretical scientific version of what it is. Mm -hmm. And the other, the other theory is that it is the connection to everything in the universe and that we're all connected and that there is a collective consciousness. And every now and then, like you said, we get a download. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're plugged into it and we receive. Mm -hmm. So I tend to believe the latter, but I think that that's probably some of both is the truth, you know, somewhere in between. And some of the problems that people experience when trying to use intuition as coaching in coaching is kind of like asking yourself that question, like, okay, what do I do with this now? I'm in this coach conversation and I really want my client to get everything that they can out of it. And so God, what do I do? You know, especially for those of us who coach executives and it's much more business and structured and it's, you know, it's not as life coaching. We still get intuitive downloads in and that can be valuable to our clients. And at the same time, yeah. one of the things that you had said earlier was that we just know it to be true. Well, mm-hmm. we've got to be cautious about knowing something to be true for somebody else, because in fact, it's something that we kind of put out there 
right. as a possibility, or let me bounce this off you, or how does this resonate potentially okay. with you? We've got to be cautious that, I love that what our gut says mm-hmm. isn't necessarily an absolute truth for the other person. Well, the que- oh, I just got goosebumps because the question is, what is truth, right? So yeah. even our intuition can have biases, and even our intuition can have our own experience kind of glopped on top of it. So it becomes like a truth to us, but then, and that's part of what we need to do with it. It's like, check it out, investigate it, talk with them about it. But the thing that I notice new coaches tend to do, especially those who are intuitive and are accepting of it and aware of it, is they, they say things like, I'm picking up on something here, which is not bad or anything, no, but, right. or like, I'm really getting the sense. And then they'll tell their client the whole package of mm-hmm what they are experiencing. And so what I want for us to know is, is we really don't know how, like you said, it applies to our client and we're going to use it as another tool for investigating. So we have our thoughts, we have our own experiences, and now we have our intuition kicking in and we can say, okay, what's in this that I can ask about? and check in with them about and without showing them it's kind of the same it's magical first of all but it's it's kind of the same like sleight of hand we use with our own experience like we've had a similar experience or one of our clients have and instead of going you know girl let me tell you (laughs) i know what you need (laughs) to know exactly sit on down and listen i'm gonna tell you my story (laughs) and sometimes that's valuable i like telling stories but Oftentimes, we take that experience and up-level it, up-language it into questions. And we're going to do the same thing with our intuition. So another thing that happens, okay, so intuition comes in a lot of different ways. We already mentioned that whole like download, uh, an entire box of information that we kind of have to sift through. And other times it comes as little trickles or inklings or mm-hmm. just kind of curiosities that are like poking at us. I love that, that curiosity thing, because that is, it's sort of like, I wonder. I mean, it just like maybe when you're interacting with somebody and all of a sudden you just feel very deep, like, I wonder yeah. how this applies to that. Yeah. What's and, the connection here? Yeah. Why, why am I thinking that? Exactly. Where did that come from? Yep. And I'll even say to my clients sometimes, not positive where this came from. Yep. I'm just wondering how this sits with you. Right. And I use the left field. This one's going to sound like it's out of left field. And if it's a person who's more linear in their thought processes, I'll say, but I promise we'll weave it back in. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> but yeah. So Yeah, so we want to make sure we're not just downloading the whole thing as if we're going to do that, we really could, and I say this tongue in cheek, you know, set up a a sign as a psychic. Right, right. We could be, you know, Jill's psychic surface instead of coaching service. So we want to use it for questions. And, you know, one of the techniques in doing that is, first of all, trusting it. So it's a fine line because we want to make sure we're not saying this is the absolute truth. And so now I want to apply it right as the truth. I'm laying my hands upon you. Yes. (laughs) Amen. So no, we're not doing that healing thing, but what we want to do is trust that there is something there and whether it is there is or not, is not the point. It's just trust it enough to investigate it. Again, we can use the experience thing as a, you know, example, like sometimes we have, it's a similar, I 
of the same exact experience. That's so weird. Right. And we trust that there's, there's a connection and we start asking questions about it and maybe there's not, and that's okay, but we still want to trust it. And then the next thing we want to do is if it comes to you in a whole box, what I like to do is pause, take a deep breath, let my clients know that I'm thinking, okay, I'm just thinking for a second how to frame this. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I find myself saying, oh, I'm having 15 thoughts all at once. Just give me a second to pick one. (laughs) And you know what? Clients are a-okay with that. They know that you're with them, that you're, you do not have to have a question on the dime. The minute your client (laughs) shuts up, I mean, in actuality, the flow might be just even a little bit better if you just think through the 15 different things that are going on in your mind at once. Exactly. And then I am a very visual and kinesthetic person. So what I do is I visualize all those thoughts and, and I put them in a box, you know, so I'm like, okay, all these, all these things are going in the box. Then using the term up language, I lift it out of my head and then I go and look. I know that might not work for everyone. It's a system in my head that works. But for a lot of people, it does. It's like, okay, let me push that outside of me. And now I can look at it and see what question, what am I really curious about that's in here? Excellent. And how does that tend to land on your clients? Well, I don't tell them I'm doing that that whole thing. I understand that. But but when you, when you choose and then move forward, how is that process? How does that tend to work? For me, and I don't know that this is true for everyone, but for me, it is almost always the powerful question that we've both been waiting for. And I'm not sure why. I don't know why. It's just, I've learned to trust it to kind of sift through it and then ask a question and it about what I'm seeing, you know, usually in the form of a what, what's going on around this with your friend, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like, what? <laughs> that's exactly it. And, and that's kind of a simple example, but right, right. you know, it's, it's usually a powerful question. It isn't always. And again, I'm not sure how that works for everyone. But the thing is, is we also know I could get, I could go on and on talking about the competency. So don't let me, but we also know that not every single question we ask is going to be the powerful question. Absolutely. And and actually we can be paralyzed if we believe that every question has to be a knock them off their socks, powerful question that is going to bring the aha moment of their, you know, the minute that we get so caught up in that Mm -hmm. we're we're Mm a focused on ourselves and our performance and of the client, but that's not even helpful. Per no. se. <laughs> we have to say something, right? And, and what, you know, usually when I get stuck, I just say the word what, and let, <laughs> I just like, what? And then <laughs> whatever comes out behind it, you know, just, it forces me to say something and to ask it in a question. So I like that. Don't get stuck. And then, okay, so we want to push it out of our heads, pick something, ask a question. And that's how we do it when it's all in in a box of information, like this complete download of knowing. And then when it's trickles, I often say, oh, something's tapping me on the shoulder. And sometimes I will let it go the first time if it's just a little niggle, a little, hey, you know, whisper. But if it comes around the second time, I will say, you know what, I have something that's tapping me on the shoulder a couple times here and I'll ask about it. And those are, I think are a little more easy to deal with when they're just little tiny nudges or of information taps on the shoulder because it's not so like, Oh, there's 20 things that I could ask about. Right. 
Yeah. So we can trust those a little more and we can use them a little easier when they're little niggles. And so I know how left field this will be. Okay. And for some people, we're not going to appreciate this at all. I'm actually very, very right brain and left brain. So I, the left brain part of me also doesn't like this experiment. So just so you know that. Um, <laughs> Give morning. me full disclaimers here. Yes. Full disclaimers. Okay. So I would like for our listeners and for you. Okay. I don't know. You might have this information. No, you're not playing. Okay. So it's a little experiment. Okay. I'm thinking of a city that I want to visit, but never have. And that's the only clue I'm going to give you. Okay. I'm also thinking of a city that I'm actually have tickets, airplane tickets to go to this summer. Okay. So what I want our viewers, our listeners to do is to trust themselves, to to tune into what they have recognized as my energy, just who I am. And with all the judgment, with all, with, with no judgment, however you want to pursue your feeling, your knowing, your thoughts about me. And then ask yourself, ask your inner wisdom, what, what cities are we talking about? I'm going to visit one. I already have tickets. And the other one, I haven't gone and I don't have any plans, but I would love to go. So two different places we're yes. talking about. Yes. So we're going to leave that for now. I'm just asking people to try to tune into that and see. And at the end, I'll reveal. And if you want to, you can email me, jill at coachpath.com. You can email me. Before we get to the end and, and we'll see. Okay. Or email mag, whatever you want to do. Okay. Super. So that's just for fun. And so, you know, there's a lot that goes on in our intuition and we just have a few minutes. I, you know, we could write books about this. It's coaching and intuition go so hand in hand with each other. So if that's the case, and I truly believe that is the case. And what about for those listeners who are listening and thinking, I don't think I'm in intuitive. Does that mean I'm a horrible coach? Maybe, maybe do I have to leave my coach, you know? So what, what, what would you say to people who are not super intuitive? So a couple things. First of all, I think that every person, just like a spouse or a, a significant other, there's a coach for everyone. And we need coaches that are left-brained, you know, that are, are very linear in their processes and in their thoughts. So that doesn't mean you can't develop intuition in your coaching if you want. And some of the ways to do that is to kind of, and I know how ethereal this sounds, but just remember there's so much we don't know in the universe. I was just interviewing somebody for something else for the summit and we we got to talking about quantum physics. You know, there's there's just so much we don't understand. So much. It's so exciting when you start to just begin to tap into what's, what's available now that wasn't even available 10 years ago. Right, exactly. And I think a lot of our more linear thinkers tend to think that a process, and I hope I'm not offending anybody. I don't mean it that way. Just in my experience, a process is better than something that's loose for their, their comfort. So a process you can develop around intuition is studying about it, get as much empirical data that you can in terms of studies that have been done on it that don't seem so woo-woo and out there, okay? And also to think back on your life when you really knew something and you you may or may not have acted on it and it, it came to pass. Mm-hmm. So... I think we all have a little bit of this ability 
And I think that the way we think has to do with whether or not we're allowing it. So there's not a, there's a lot we don't know. And the more we know, the more we know we don't know. Mm -hmm. And so I want you to just trust your gut and, you know, consider it a challenge to see if you can pick up your own knowing about your client. The most important piece of all of this though, Meg, is being present. You know, we have got to be present with each other in order for us to coach in any capacity with our clients, right? And and that that requires us to listen to them. And so when you're listening to them, listen to yourself as well. And that includes your thoughts, your gut instincts, your experiences, your awareness, the temperature in the room, everything is relevant. And we just kind of have to play off of that. So that's my best advice. (laughs) That is wonderful advice. What might you recommend? You said, you know, access as much information as you can just learn about it. Any Mm -hmm. particular favorite resources that you have or things you would recommend? Mm -hmm. Geez, you know what? I will. I'm not real good at spouting off book things, right. but I can give those to you. Excellent. Like, so by the time this interview comes out, I bet Jill will have gotten those to me, and I will put them on the resource page along with Jill's information. Absolutely. And I also have a really cool bonus for people. I have it handy, but I won't pull it up. But <laughs> I have a whole list of questions coaching questions that are almost, I think, a page and a half, a page and a quarter that people can use to examine themselves and their level of intuition and what they can do about it. Like one of the top question is, what are you resisting when it comes to using coaching in, or comes to using intuition? Intuition in your coaching? Yeah. Oh, neat. What a great bonus. Thank you for that. I'm thanking you for our listeners right now. You're welcome. Yeah. So that if you're a person who likes to journal and do some introspective work, this will be really great for you. Yeah. So in general, when Mm -hmm. we think about accessing our intuition, I just want to kind of recap Mm -hmm. that it is, it's something that, that can help you explore and it's, it's something you can add to, to the tools that you use or the, or the, the abilities that you have with your client, but let's be certain that we put it out there in such a way that the client can accept or reject. And it's, it's all about coaching presence. So if, if we are very present with, and chances are, if you're really present with your clients right now, you've got some intuition coming in that maybe you're not even realizing is intuition, right? right. You're just kind of going with the flow, Mm -hmm. but part of the flow that's coming through you is Mm -hmm. your intuition. That's right. And, you know, the thing, the thing that's coming up for me is when I'm doing practicums for students, I hear people who are intuitive or not, and they, they sink into that presence. And, and that's a beautiful thing. Isn't it? Someone yeah. do it? It's like, oh yeah, they're being really present with one another. And then I hear fear around the intuitive knowing. It's like, uh, you know, and I didn't know what I could ask. And I, you know, I didn't want to bring in all my stuff. And I didn't know if that was about me or about her, you know. And so my biggest want for for our listeners today is not to be afraid of it and to practice receiving it and then giving it back, you know, as often as possible. Now that gave me goosebumps. Oh, good. I have to. <laughs> that, and to me, that is 
Goosebumps for me is a somosatic, somosomatic response to intuition. So that last bit we just talked about, we didn't plan on talking about. No. So it was a download. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Thank you for bringing your download to us today and sharing your incredible experience and just this piece specific around intuition. Oh, you're welcome. And I just have one more thing before we go. I was going to reveal the city. Oh, of course. That's right. Okay. So the city. So I want you to give it one more chance to think about it. There's a city I would like to visit, but I have no plans to. And that city is London. And then there's a city I actually have tickets to go to this summer. And that city is San Francisco. So I would be curious to know if any of our listeners picked up on that, tuning into my essence. Absolutely. So send us that information if you uh, so desire. We would love to hear from you. Yeah. Thank you, Meg. Thanks again, Jill. So how did you do it tuning into Jill's presence? and determining San Francisco and London. If you'd like to have a conversation on our Facebook page, go to Facebook Star Coaches and let's have a talk. If you'd like to know more about Jill and about the Extraordinary Coaches Summit, which is open now for registration and it will be June 5th through 8th, go to show notes and the link at ExtraordinaryCoachesSummit.com to register so that you can get free access June 5th through 8th. You can access more information also about Jill on our resource page at StarCoachShow.com. Jill has her giveaway for those questions regarding intuition and how you can build that intuition, as well as supplying some resources for you to explore if you want to learn more about intuition. All of that can be found on the resource page at starcoachshow.com. Just want to remind you one more time that this episode is being sponsored by my mentor groups, which are opening now. Registration is open for those mentor groups. Get your credential handled by getting that mentor coaching either to apply to the requirement for mentor coaching for recredential or to gain 10 hours of core competency training, plus have an incredibly good time working with other coaches, breaking through isolation, being able to explore in this incredible community that we build around our skill and coaching competencies. You can access more information through starcoachshow.com or click the link in our show notes. Well, it has been wonderful to bring you this topic of using our intuition and coaching. I wish you the very best for your coaching success. And until next week, this is Meg Rentschler thanking you again for joining Star Coach Show. Have a great day.